Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. It's an absolute delight to have my good, good friends, Ryan and Jenny, with us this morning. Ryan is, is truly like a brother to me. And he supports me and he loves on me and he inspires me and he encourages me. He's on our board in this, in this church and uh, he just loves God. He and his family, they've run C3 Mackay for over 40 years. His dad ran it for 40 years and has handed over to his younger brother and Ryan and Jenny are ministering and pastoring in, in one of our C3 churches in Brisbane now. Ryan runs business from Mackay but also uh, lives in Brisbane, travels to Mackay. Jenny's just finished her master's in psychology. So I'm going to go and see her in the next few weeks and get myself sorted out for you guys, for your sake. But can we welcome Ryan this morning as he comes to preach the word. Hey, just while you're just while you're standing, uh, I just want you to close your eyes for a moment. The, one of the the cool parts, good to see you. The the cool parts of uh, being focused on prayer, I find, and, and that's what as a church we're journeying on at the moment is the focus on prayer. Is instinctively even for me is to focus on right. How do I push through in prayer? And and I, and I even had a great message uh, I'll send years later or something but uh, on on get your ask on uh, which is a great play on words um, and then three o'clock God woke me up on Saturday morning and I know God woke me up because I don't I don't wake up early just so you know uh, I don't have problems sleeping I know for some of you you might have trouble sleeping and it's like that's the worst thing you can hear from someone I can be stressed out at work as soon as my head touches that pillow. So if I wake up, I'm, I'm like, what? Okay, what? Um, and I found that God had a message for us this morning uh, to, to actually take on a different view for prayer uh, because there's actually an intimacy that is desired through prayer. And we can sometimes lose the power and the strength of it because we, we take prayer as a, a practical application of our Christianity and we have to go through the Lord's prayer. And we, and we whilst the outline is great for getting you started, it's not the outcome that God had for you. His outcome is that you would go, Dad, this is where I'm at. This is good, but this has been going just. And to be there, to, to be safe and secure enough to just rest in his presence. That's, that's the full aim of prayer, is to be entwining our hearts with our Father. And so I want to I sit in this moment, we haven't even started the time, how good is that? We've still got 20 minutes to go. <laughs> I want us to pray. Sorry, you. who's heard me preach before? Who hasn't heard me preach before? So pretty well, everyone. It's great. You'll get used to it. Uh, it is, while you're all standing, it is such a privilege to be here with, with Christian and Melissa. Uh, Two people that just 
ooze. Consistency, faithfulness, love, grace, strength, uh, and we'll, we'll, I don't know, I don't know if you, who's, who's been here since the dot, day dot of the church? Drew? I love how Melissa's like my mom, and these six other people. Have... Uh, you should celebrate that. It's a rare thing. It is a rare thing. My, my parents were in ministry for nearly 40 years. They ran the church up in Mackay. Uh, and you find out it's a rare thing. I thought it was normal that when you become a Christian, you just... Anyway, that's a different... I want to pray for you before we jump in. So just close your eyes for a moment. I just want you to receive first. So Father... As we come into your house this morning, Lord, as we come around prayer and the, the, the intimacy that you long from, a, from us. Lord, I thank you that as every, every person's standing and sitting in this place under, the, under the, the hearing of my voice this morning, God, I thank you that your presence flows. Lord, that in this moment, Every wall, every satanic wall that has come up, every past hurt, every disappointment, every lie of the devil, we break it in the name of Jesus. I thank you that hearts are open afresh, Father. That today, Lord, those that have been been hurt and have just protected, Lord, they open their heart afresh. That this morning we don't leave this place the same. We leave changed for the better. We leave closer to you for your glory. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hey, why don't you just briefly, I was going to say slap someone, but that's not. <laughs> we don't do that. Uh, just turn to someone and say, It's good to see you here. <laughs> Have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> How good was the band? It's always fun when stuff doesn't go right. Has anyone ever been in the band? Man, I encourage you to do it sometimes. It's fantastic. It helps helps character building. Uh, with with regards to one of the scriptures out of Mark eleven twenty four says, as I tell you. You can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. And then the scripture that's going to be up here for a long time is this one, is if you remain in me. Darn. If you remain in me. And my words remain in you. If we just stopped there, that that is the, the crux, the very basis of prayer, is finding a way to actually remain in him. And if, we'll, if you'll allow me this morning, I want to give you some examples, some different different maybe experiences in my world that, that I believe are, uh, are very faint shadows of how God wants to be in our world, but they're things that I, I hope will actually help you go, 
okay, yeah, this is what God wants for me. You know, I, I remember uh, working for one of my bosses that I ended up buying the, one of our businesses off of him. And he's a, a friend of mine today. Uh, I, he was a bit of a hard person to work for, to say the least. And if this is recorded, that's all I'll say. Uh, we used to joke, because I remember at the peak of his, his business empire, um, we had a, I had an email list of previous employees yeah, has anyone got their emails organised into like Christian McCutter and it's like did anyone else do that? No one else does that? Like you can put all their emails into one email folder? Sorry, should I have said folder, not email? I had them all anyway, we had an old list where I put all those folders of people that had previously worked. We had over 120 uh, folders over a two and a bit year period of people that had come into the business that had been fired. <laughs> he was an interesting boss to work for, to say the least, and at times could be very harsh. And, and this is no comparison to God, this is just so for my own, I like to vent sometimes. I survived, that's sort of this way. We used to say, we used to joke, if we could work for him, work for anyone. If you lasted a year there, you'd last a decade at other places and do well. Um, but I remember this one time I was sitting across from, from him and it had been a, a pretty pretty full couple of months. Uh, things were not going. So I was running the, the, the nation for him. So we had five different offices around Australia and all this sort of, and we're pushing for all different goals and there's all these extra pressures and all this sort of stuff. And I remember, remember going in thinking I'm going to get roasted like proper roasted because we hadn't hit certain goals, hadn't hit certain KPIs, and it wasn't like working for a government sector where they just go, oh, well, you go with your best shot. Um, no, it's like you, it, how would you say, these days he would be in a lot of trouble with how he would engage with his employees, but he got results. That's all I can say. Um, I was going in with that expectation. Like it was, it had been a terrible thing. I was emotionally drained. I was physically drained. I didn't see how we were going to get through, uh, how we were going to hit these things. It, it was terrible. I felt like I'm failing. I felt like I'm letting him down and I'm super loyal. So that plays on me because I actually want to succeed for him. Uh, and I'm expecting to get absolutely roasted. Uh, and I remember sitting in, in the office there and his first question wasn't wasn't usually have all red neck, and he was about to. He didn't have the red neck, so that was good. Uh, but he just said this to me. It was just really simple, and he asked me this: "How are you going?" And and I just broke because he didn't he didn't go into all the things that I thought he wanted and expected of me. He didn't go into all the all the the stuff that I hadn't measured up to. He didn't go into where I'd been lazy and where I'd been burning the candle at both ends or where I'd been not doing stuff that he'd said to do. <clears throat> uh, and he didn't go into any of that. He just went, right, how are you going? And I was like, oh. And then I just began to do this. Is what I'm and he goes, oh, that's cool. Well, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I should have known it. It doesn't matter. I'm the boss, buck stops with me, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, but you know, this is this over here is not happening and that he goes, cool, I'm the boss, this is what we're going to do.
Matthew eleven twenty eight says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I think sometimes we avoid prayer, true prayer. I will do the list. But we avoid the proper because we're so worried that God's going to be like, well, Cheech, you were supposed to and you haven't. And we think that's God's intent when he talks to us. And yet my boss, and the Bible says that we're evil, so I can say my boss who is evil <laughs> knew how to do good by me. How much more? Does your heavenly Father want to actually look after you? Mm. How, how much more is he actually interested in how you are doing? Not what you are doing, how are you doing? And there is, there, is, there is this thing that happens in prayer that, that should be like sitting with your father sitting with a good boss that goes, how are you? Forget all of the other stuff. Forget all the KPIs. Forget all the expectations. How are you? When was the last time you actually just sat there and told God how you are? Not, not, hey, I'm trying to do this and I've been trying to witness to that person and I'm going to forget all that for a bit and just go, hey, Dad, I'm, this is how I am. When I, when I first moved out of home, when I was only 17, so mum cried for weeks. That's not even a lie, I don't think. My mum... I, my mom has photos back before digital photos of me sleeping the last night that I was in the house. I don't know. Uh, she cried and grieved all night, apparently. And then when I left, slept on my pillow. If you're not picking up on it, I was the firstborn, so I'm like the most popular. Uh, the favourite, yeah. Everybody loves Ryan. Um, anyway, that's that's a side note. Uh, just so you know, Mum loves me still. Uh, but I remember going to Wollongong, and I'm down there. I'm living with uh, Kevin and Tracy Wilcox. I don't know if you anyone knows. Anyway, uh, I was with them for like because he's like, "Oh, you're going to come down and live with us." And that lasted, I think, about four weeks. And then he's like, oh, yay, didn't ask Tracy. You need to go. Because um, he's very that way. He was always like, he's still that way. He's like, let's do it. Oh, I don't really have. Anyway, um, great heart. Just didn't clear it with the wife. Um, so I was out and living with one of, one of my best mates who actually is the namesake of our eldest, Michael. Uh, but, but missing home. Missing dad. And I still remember walking into to church at Cerule, uh, and I can tell you what door I went through, and I'm, I'm, I'm 
because I've been encouraged and, and always told you, Dad's always, you can do it. Whatever you say, Michael, you can do it. I believe in you. You're a legend. You're going to win. You can do it. Uh, I couldn't tell Dad that I was struggling. Mm -hmm. Has anyone been there? So to everyone around me, I'm like, except for Kevin. Who's the daddy of the house? Daddy of the house? Does that sound right? The father of the house. And I remember seeing him across the auditorium, and immediately he looked to sort of, because I hadn't been at his house, so I moved out. He looked and he's like, and immediately I thought I was going to just cry on the spot. So I'm like, avoid Kevin. And I made sure I went around the back way. He was trying to get across the crowd. It's cool. He's just preached. So people are grabbing him. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Uh, and, and it's like all this stuff happening in, in between until he gets to me. And he, he's like, how are you going, right? And I couldn't talk. I couldn't express. And all he did was hug me. And I cried like a baby. <laughs> Prayer is that. A lot of the times it's us avoiding because maybe something in our heart is ready to blow and we're trying to keep it all together. But Dad just wants to give you a hug. I'm, I'm knowing that you're going to leave here because I think sometimes the religiosity that even gets into Pentecostalism about prayer robs us yeah. of a true relationship with our Father. I believe God is shifting, shifting stuff inside of us. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 to 4 says this, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. John 14, 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And the final one is this one is just, I don't, has anyone ever felt lost? Three of us, great. <laughs> um, has anyone ever felt not lost? Not lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's figured out by the way of getting everyone engaged. Very good. <laughs> has anyone had parents here before? <laughs> it's a communication tool to get everyone on board. Just, anyway, giving away all the skill sets. Does anyone know how much time we have left? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter, but I'm just, I'm filling in time because I don't want to get emotional on stage again. I did last week, I preached, and it was, anyway. Um, the, 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 pro, the challenge I think we have is we think we have to have it together. And, and, and sometimes, Journeys take us on places that aren't nice. 
that we, you know, I'm Christian. I've been doing what's right. And this is crap. When they censor that out if they have to. My mum would be very disappointed. And, and so it's like we can feel like, well, hang on. I was told to do this and I'm doing it. What is, what is, and it's like this, I'm lost in this because I thought that if I did, this is how it would work out. I, I did this and, I, and it's not playing out as it should. I got married and now I'm divorced. I had a child and someone someone got lost. And I, I had this and, it, I, and it's like stuff doesn't play out to plan and it's, and it, and it's disruptive and it's uh, painful and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking and, and yet then we've got to just walk through life. And hey, just me? Yeah. This is a great therapy session for me. I'm just. <laughs> John 14, verse 26 says this But the advocate, who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. In the midst of your trouble today, in the midst of your disappointment today, in the midst of your celebration today, in the midst of your fight today, if you go, Holy Spirit, I need your help. He begin to remind you of his word. He begin to walk with you. Begin to encourage you. Begin to strengthen you. It's what prayer is. It's it's having that moment. I I I mean my parents are getting older and I'm not trying to say that they'll die soon or whatever. I'm not trying to bring it on it down. The reality is they're getting older. Uh, I've, that annoys me at times, uh, but I've started to realize I'm going to miss that annoyance one day. Where I can just ask him a question, and he'll give me a 20 minute monologue. <laughs> uh, he's not that way, but I, I, I'm, there is. I can go to him at the moment anytime. I can ring at three in the morning. I didn't, but I could have rung him at three in the morning the other day. He would have picked up, would have been groggy, but he would sit there and talk me through anything. That's prayer. It, it, it's to the point like I'm raised in the church. I... I, you know, we've been around all the religious different, it's communicating, it's inter intertwining. I don't know a good word uh, because for me, prayer, even in my head, I, <laughs> is that connected to my timer? Because my timer's literally just started as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, let's all just get up and do a slow waltz together. <laughs> 
Um, as we come to a close, we're going to waltz into prayer. That's fantastic. Um, where was I? Everyone quickly. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that was part of it. Finding the word. Anyone else want to have a stab at where we're up to? Talking to dad, miss dad. It's it's that reality that, that the same thing, and I'm trying to get, oh, that's right, finding another word for prayer. Because for me, if I'm honest with you, I don't think of intimacy when I when I say the word prayer. I know it's a bad Christian, I know. But maybe trying to actually express to you that when we talk about the importance of prayer, it's actually we're talking about the importance of you engaging, becoming friends, becoming sons and daughters with your Heavenly Father. It's, it's actually bringing your relationship into a deeper understanding of each other. It's, it's placing yourself in a position where your your perspective on yourself begins to change because you're getting closer to his perspective of you. You're, you're finding his words instilling into your heart and your spirit and things begin to shift because you're engaged with him. It's prayer. I, I just feel, I, I still struggle. Does anyone have a cool word for it? All right, we'll stick with prayer. Let's all stand together then and pray. In seriousness, though, <laughs> I, would, I would like to invite you to stand with me. And I just want you to do a, a couple of things in this, this moment. One of, the, one of the things that I believe God has challenged me on recently is actually giving, giving people the experience that maybe I have because sometimes we think that everyone experiences what we experience. Uh, a good example to bring everyone to that is when you're driving and you see someone do something stupid and you think they must be stupid because you can see that there were other options. The reality is they probably didn't see what you saw. So instead of rousing, you should help them. My wife says that to me all the time. There's no need to use the horn. I try it anyway. I think sometimes it helps people to let them know that they've... <laughs> See, God's working on me too. But in, in this moment, I just want you to close your eyes. And, and, you know, everyone in here, myself included, has good things going on in their world and things that are not good. Some are deeper than others, some are more entrenched than others, but the reality is everyone right now can benefit from actually going, God, I just need you. To not see his eyes and then go, oh, and avoid him across the auditorium like I did with Kev, to not go in with intrepidation and fear that he's going to be like, what? how come you haven't? But to actually stand in this moment and just go, God, I'm opening my heart afresh. 
and speaking honestly. Botticelli and his son Matteo and simply called this Fall on Me and that really summarized version of it it's a son singing to his dad going I thought that I'd be here by now and I'm not I thought that the sun would have shined on me by now and it hasn't I need you to fall on me and then the dad singing back to him, which is so representative of God, speaking into him as to who he is and saying to his son, fall on me. And I, 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 I can't think of a, a more adequate description of when we come to our father and go, Father, I need you to fall on me. And in the midst of our turmoil, our, our disappointments, our struggles, our joy, to actually fall on him. It's, it's, a, it's a combined embrace. Father, this morning, and every heart, every mind, Lord, I thank you that you've opened the door for us for an intimate, close relationship with you. Lord, right now, I thank you as people fall on you, as they as they lay their heart before you, God. I thank you that you fall on them. Why don't you just lift your hands across this place? I just feel the Holy Spirit begin to fill afresh, begin to flow in every every situation and every mindset. Your presence flows. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Very, very back through the kids' church to the front here. Just do this with me. Everyone take a really deep breath in and hold it for a second. Like, and then breathe out. Do it, do it one more time with me. Just breathe in again. I feel the Lord would say that while you can still breathe, your story is not finished. Is a reminder that God is still working in and through you and for you. Is a reminder that his love is still working and walking before you. Is a reminder that he's with you.
Spirit this week. As we go deeper, let our prayer become a conversation with you. I thank you for it across this whole house. Your blessing, your grace, your strength, your direction. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.